Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Yeah, hello and welcome to the EcomOps podcast. It's now two weeks, I think, that I had the last interview, and I'm so happy to uh, to welcome Sahil today. Thank you that you're joining and that you be my guest today. Hi, Sahil. Hi, Norbert. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to have you here. Um, Sahil, uh, we, we have a quick chat up front because this interview is not as usual. Today, um, uh, well, we don't have a real shop owner here. We have a SaaS provider here who is building up 3D models for e-commerce uh, stores. So, Sahil, tell me a bit more about your solution. Uh, sure. So, just first things first, thanks for having me. I've seen the podcast got started quite recently and I quite exciting to, you know, as things get off the ground to be uh, an early guest. And uh, in a nutshell, yeah, what we do is we help Shopify merchants uh, show off their products in 3D. And the way we do it is the merchants send us photos of their product. Uh, we model it and then we give them the model. And once they have the model, they can do almost anything with it. With it. They can show it in AR. They can show it in 3D. Uh, pretty soon they'll be able to show it in VR once stores go into VR. And they can take photographs of that model and they can take videos of that model. So I just gave you the whole business plan. <laughs> but that's what we do. Uh, we that's make great. And we make them in the universal file type. Uh, it's called GLB. And it's a file type that came out um, maybe just three, four years ago. Uh, but it's been standardized, and it's going to be the long-term file type for 3D on the web. That's great. And 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 uh, what what is a typical client? A typical client is a business business that's been running on Shopify for uh, months or years, uh, small to medium-sized Shopify businesses uh, who are willing to take the risk into 3D and. It seems like these are the most venturous, uh, you know, business owners. Uh, and once, um, once the bigger players see it working, which it is working, they're seeing like two x increases in ads to cart and purchases. Then the bigger players will probably come on too. Um, but it's really the small to medium sized Shopify businesses that are taking this risk. Well, it's yeah. not really a risk; it's just a new step. Uh, it's a new step, and a new step that that works to a degree that nobody's ever seen before um, and when it comes to 3D. Yeah, absolutely. I, I watched a few of your 3D models and this actually really looks great. I can really imagine that those models are in a store and you watch them and it's an easy purchase for a user who can see some, some of those models before they are buying, especially if it's a 
technical product or um, or something like I've seen, I've seen a couch, for instance. So uh, when when you when you when you purchase uh, um, a couch and and you really can see how it looks like from the back and from the side, and you maybe even can position it later on in a room. So this would be a great add-on for the future. Um, sounds sounds very interesting. Um, how how do the people um, send you the the orders so how what what do, what do i as a user need to do to get such a 3d model all it takes is to have photos of your product and what i've built is a dashboard where you can go and upload photos and that's the only information that we need um, if you have a link to your product page that's even better because we can not only extract the photos, but we can extract the dimensions. Mm -hmm. And from there, that's all information we need to produce a photorealistic model. So what I've built and what I've made available is a site order dashboard where anybody can log on and not only place an order, but maintain their whole inventory of products uh, and manage it and always have their files available uh, and hosted. Oh, wow. And so in your pricing, currently the hosting is included? Uh, hosting is included. Oh, um, wow. We have fun. <laughs> uh, before, but, um, I, might be, <laughs> I might be underestimating the value of what I'm just putting out there, but it's really, um, you know, we decided to make hosting available because we don't want to have any lock-in fees uh, we just want to have a price per model that mm -hmm. just works. And um, what we've seen with some Shopify stores um, who have new themes, what they do is they just take the models that we make, they drag it into the media section of their product page, and it works. Um, but we saw that some Shopify stores with older themes didn't have the built-in 3D. So we came up with the solution, which was to, to do the hosting ourselves, to basically cut down that friction. And I have, uh, let's say, a WooCommerce or a Magento store. How can I use your service? Uh, that's a good question. You know, we're trying to... Uh, the folks at Shopify have been, I think, a lot more proactive when it comes to making awareness of 3D a real thing. Uh, so with WooCommerce or Magento, what would need to happen is you have the model embedded with a little bit of code. And we've compressed it down to one line of code that will load the model into your store. So that'll work that's in perfect. any store. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, what about Amazon? Yeah, they are the... Getting uh, tough now. <laughs> you know, they're like the ocean. You know, it's like uh, they, I think, have some small percentage of products modeled in 3D, mm -hmm. and they have the viewer on mobile. They don't have it on desktop yet. But I think it's something they're thinking about. Um, I'm not sure how streamlined their processes are for creation. But once they make a decision, I think they're going to make it standard. In the same way they enforce everybody who uploads a product to take a particular kind of white background photography uh, with you know certain constraints, there might be a new policy that they have where every product that you sell on Amazon will need its 3D equivalent. Mm -hmm. okay. Understand. Um, mm -hmm. 
Now, I have seen on your website that you are planning an API. So this is where um, SyncSpider typically says, hi, API, we are here. Um, I, um, yeah, I can't imagine what you are thinking about, but let's tell me a bit more about your thoughts. What should an API help you with? An API will be the alternative to using the dashboard. So instead of clicking buttons and typing in words, you'll be able to just write a program that places the order and it'll be asynchronous um, because the models aren't made in a matter of milliseconds. So it will be something you place the order over the API, come back in a few days, query it, and the results will be there. And so let's assume I have a Shopify store and I have an app like SyncSpider installed. I could send my product data to your tool. So the images of the products to your tool, you render them um, and you send back the uh, embed codes or the uh, information how to download it. And then can replace the products that have been sent to your tool with the 3D models. That's exactly right. If you oh, have wow. something like, you know, one to 20 SKUs, I'd recommend just point and click using the dashboard. But if you have hundreds of SKUs and you really need to automate that, then the API is the right way to go. It's really interesting. Um, what, what are your uh, current automations that you have for your business? So beside the fact that you're selling, uh, I'm sure that you also need any kind of automations with let's say ERP software or any other software stack. Uh, what are you currently doing? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So when I started Space, I was thinking about using um, like a task management automation system, like uh, you're probably familiar, you're familiar with Jira or Trello or I see ads for monday.com. I don't know what they are, but I see ads. Everybody sees ads for monday.com, so <laughs> they are huge. Uh, that. <laughs> Uh, and I actually had one ridiculous idea at one point to run our task management system on Twitter, um, where because it's like a very nice ID system and uh, there's an API, but um, I realized that wasn't such a good idea. So because of but the necessity, I mean, yeah, I'm sure one day somebody will make it work. Yeah. And it's cool if it's public because um, the models that we make are going to be public on people's websites anyway. So mm. anyway, not a good idea. So what I did was... Um, because of the need to, well, what I learned from writing software at some previous internships, um, specifically SpaceX, uh, I was writing factory automation software, uh, specifically the just the back end where that manages all the rocket parts and inventory. That it was hugely beneficial to have that in house and to be able to rapidly make changes to it without having to go to the contracting team and uh, and basically everything's under the same roof. So I decided to do that. So our automation system is basically just um, just a very powerful web app that I built from scratch where everything from order placement to order management to model creation to the API um, happens on you know a virtual machine in Google Cloud. And, nice. yeah. uh, and it just works, yeah. 
That's perfect. Um, and, and the creation of the 3D models, um, do, do you need uh, some, some people working on them or is it uh, really an automated process? There are very talented people working on the models. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, it's really, uh, it takes a degree of imagination that I think um, most software engineers are not aware of. So the ability to create meshes and textures and good topology, it's just a very different kind of intelligence at play. And I think it really doesn't get enough recognition, I think, from the software or even e-commerce world yet, but it soon will, I think. Okay, very cool. Um, what, what will you be focused in the next 12 months? What are your goals? The goals will be, well, first I want to see what Apple announces today uh, when it comes to AR, because we're going to see AR just grow incredibly and maybe grow so much it'll become normal that um, then people will understand that they want their stores to exist in AR. And to have your store exist in AR, you're going to need to have the AR model of your product. Um, so what I want to do in the next 12 months is just make sure that 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 very simple awareness of like what's possible is there. And we streamline our operations and and the awareness of the GLB file type becomes normal. I've, I've seen that you are charging um, based on the complexity of a model uh, and price per piece. What I've seen in the last couple of months is that um, even a lot of businesses that are typically charging per piece, like um, a designer that is uh, charging per hour or um, a developer that is charging per hour or per project. I've seen a lot of businesses changing that model into a subscription-based model. So where you have, let's say, um, as many uh, products as you want rendered in the 3D, and you just can submit one by one. So the maximum would be whatever uh, per day. Um, is, is this something that you're also thinking about to change it to a subscription model or uh, will you stick to uh, the, the, the per piece? It's a good question. I thought about like an all-you-can-eat all buffet kind of subscription where it's like for some high number per month, you can order as many models as you want. But uh, that leads to unpredictability in pricing and production. So we decided to just keep the prices as low as possible per model, and we might introduce a subscription for virtual photography. Uh, right now, we provide simple white background photography for free with every model. But when it comes to lifestyle photography, when it comes to more uh, stylized photography, we're probably going to introduce a subscription for that. How do you do this photography? Do people send the uh, the goods to you or? So yeah, this is, no, actually it's, um, we take photographs of the model. So we've okay. come full circle. So we go from the photos to the model and then we take photos of the model. 
And huh. it, the, the interesting thing is that the, uh, in practice, they end up looking better because when you render the photo digitally, you have total control over the lighting and the end result is it just looks better than had you gone to a physical photo studio and That's gone cool. through that process. So um, one interesting part would be, um, so let, let's say that I have one product in different colors. So one product in different variations. Um, how is this handled? So let's say I have a t-shirt. Uh, t-shirt is in 15 colors and uh, in two months you get a new color. Um, how, how, can, how can you help me with that? Uh, sure. So uh, we will do color variants mm -hmm. um, with uh, with the discount of ninety percent. Wow! Great. So I, I have I have my T-shirt. I, I say I take a picture. Say, come on, let's render this T-shirt, um, which is actually maybe easy because all T-shirts look somewhat the same. And and then I have it in red and blue and green. And uh, tomorrow I get. Uh, uh, um, and I say to you, hey, come on, give me that in, in blue. You can do it within a few hours, minutes? Probably minutes. Minutes. Okay, nice. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's really a great service. I like it. Um, and I, I think it's very worthful for, for store owners. Um, how, how do you get your users? How do they find you? How does a user even know that a user could need this? Right now, we are focusing on Shopify merchants. Mm -hmm. So we're getting visibility from Shopify's platform. And, you know, it's a very simple leaderboard. And we're going to stay at the top of that leaderboard. Um, and then we're also working on a referral system, um, which we're going to be announcing in a few days, where for referring a fellow merchant or a fellow customer, you'll be uh, you'll be able to get, uh, I think what we're going to do is um, either a few models free or a certain discount across all complexities, but uh, I'll be announcing that soon. That's nice. Okay. Uh, keep me posted regarding that. We will um, update our podcast information text and blog post uh, to let people also uh, sign up for your affiliate program. This is really great. And yeah, as said, go out and uh, and and check out space.io with an S, S P A S E dot io, and uh, it's a great, really great tool. I love it, um, and I will play around and test and send you a few models to uh, to render it. So we will see. Um, okay, so one one last question uh, before we close, and I'm asking this uh, to everyone: Who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career to date? And as you're not directly into e-commerce, I will replace e-commerce against SaaS or programming. Oh wow! So it's like life, <laughs> you know the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Well, I think um, in the moment, I'll probably say, uh, to answer your part of our programming, probably Stephen Wolfram, um, and for a couple of reasons. So it's the, just the programming aspect and uh, and and just, um, you know, just take, taking an idea and just doing it and, uh, you know, learning by doing and rapidly iterating, and then also running a remote company 
which has been very important for space during the coronavirus, where you need to run a team of people around the world. And uh, I've just been you know, learning by watching how he does things. And um, it's just interesting to see, you know, what a great organization he's built and, uh, and um, would be cool to run something as important as, uh, you know, his company uh, at some point. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I like it. Thank you very much for that interview. Um, really, I, I like the product. 3D models is really a great approach to um, to make the store better, to give users uh, or visitors of a store the possibility to really see the product from all dimensions um, and, and get a better feeling for the product, uh, to bring real life more into e-commerce. Um, it will help the store owners to sell more products and to think that you are on the right track to get this um, out now because um, the world more and more changes towards e-commerce. Um, you can say it's good or not good. Um, I don't know. I personally, I, I'm in e-commerce since over 15 years now and um, I, I really like it being there. And I think that um, if, if you get a good approach um, and, and mix up uh, e-commerce world and real world, um, it's it's a perfect way. So good luck with your tool. We stay in touch. And when your API is ready, just reach out and we try to get you covered on Sync Spider as well. Thank you, Norbert. Thank you. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.